His and Hers Horror features two adults discussing horror movies, serial killers, and other spooky content that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to His and Hers Horror. My name is Tia. And I'm David. And thank you for joining us for our first ever podcast episode. Um, Hopefully this is going to go well. Um, It's already going super great, don't you think? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, So we have been trying to get this off of the ground for a while now. Um, We finally just decided we were going to go with what we had and... If we get to make improvements later to our recording setup, that is awesome. But for the time being, we're just gonna we're just gonna go with it because why not? Yeah, exactly. Uh, sound engineering is a study I'm uh, ta- reluctantly taking on. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for those of you who are somehow unaware, this is a horror podcast. Um, David and I are both very much into horror movies, horror literature, horror games just kind of horror stuff in general. And um, so we have decided to do this little podcast, as my niece likes to call it, um, to kind of, you know, put that out into the universe and reach out to all the spooky folks like us that like fun and scary content. Yeah, as long as as long as they don't hunt us down. That well, yeah, I mean, that yeah. Um, So this first episode, we kind of decided we are taking inspiration from our friends um kelsey and mel who are the minds behind the podcast melly watches um first episode we're just kind of going to introduce ourselves and let you know uh who we are and what we're about all right so we are uh david and i are a married couple and we met uh in 2011 at a party yeah yep that was a party <laughs> And uh, we spoke long into the night, well past the time when other people had left and everybody else had kind of crashed and we kind of bonded over um, our mutual love of video games and scary movies and have not really been apart since then. Yeah, it's pretty much been nonstop co-op. Yeah, Um, our first real date actually because uh, neither of us really had a whole lot of money when we first started dating. Our first real date is David had not seen, by the time we got together, David had not seen any of the Saw movies. And anybody who knows me knows that the Saw franchise is one of my favorites. I honestly, I don't care how ridiculous it got. I will watch every single one of them. I will continue to watch them as long as they keep making them. I'm still really sad that Spiral got delayed, but um, it is what it is. So our first real date was just him and me hanging out at my parents' house uh, where I lived at the time and watching Saw. Yeah, it was a great, great education in the uh, horror engineering and, and trap development area. Mm-hmm. So another fun thing about me is I was kind of a wimp for the longest time when it came to horror movies. And I still am when it comes to certain stuff. I am not a fan of body horror. You will never, I will never gravitate towards Cronenberg. I appreciate what he is and what he does, but it's just not my 
bag. And so when I was a kid, I didn't really watch a lot of, you know, scary movies. The first scary movie or and again, in quotes, scary movie that I remember seeing is Tremors when I was a kid. And I think I kind of rationalized in my head that there was no need to be scared because the Tremors were in a desert and I lived in Missouri where the soil is clay, basically. So there was no need to be scared because the Tremors couldn't get me. Uh, Do you remember your first horror movie experience? Yeah, I think I kind of went and stuck my toe in the deep end and then fell in because my first horror movie experience was actually a two-parter. My parents basically let me rent whatever I wanted from video rental places way back in the day when they were I had to make sure I grabbed a VHS and not beta. And I picked out Ghoulies because uh, if you've never seen or heard of Ghoulies, it has a 0% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, so already I'm interested. It's technically a comedy, and horror is like on the far side, but it really kind of bleeds into the whole, you know, Satan worship scares of the 80s. came out in uh, 84, 85, and that scared me because there was a monster that came out of the toilet, little ghoulie, little gruesome looking guy came out of the toilet and I was telling my half brother about that and he said oh you want to see a scary movie and I I wanted to be cool like him uh, because you know I was five or six and he said okay so we watched The Exorcist um you know I I mentioned the the ghoul coming out of the toilet I connected that to my fear that I had from Reagan McNeil and The Exorcist to where okay so I guess I'm gonna tell millions of people um, Did you think Greg and McNeil was going to come out of your toilet? I didn't know what was going to come out of the toilet, but <laughs> it got to the point where I would, like, if I had to pee, I the bathroom door stayed open so that when I flushed the toilet, I would run as fast as I could uh, as soon as I flushed it so that whatever came out didn't get me. No, which... I, I totally get those kid rationales because I did the same thing after I accidentally saw Pet Cemetery when I was young. Mm. It was a, like, even now, the whole Achilles tendon thing really gets me i made myself the first time i saw hostile i made myself watch that scene once mm-hmm. so that i could say that i had i had watched the whole movie in its entirety and i have not watched it since but when i was a kid and i first saw that movie and i saw that achilles tendon scene there was a, a period of time where i would like run and jump to get onto my bed <laughs> Well, I used to run out of the bathroom. And I, the downside to that, though, is when the house is settling, um, yeah. uh, the door started, over time, the door started kind of inching its way closer to closed. Yeah. And I knocked myself out a couple times running straight into the edge of the door. Whoops. Yeah. Well, and honestly, at least Exorcist is something that you can justify being afraid of. Whereas when I was five, I remember... I remember this and I could be wrong. My mom will probably tell me if I'm wrong. I remember watching Ghostbusters and being terrified of that ghost escape montage scene towards Mm. the end. Okay. The whole it's magic thing. And that I think the taxi driver ghost is the one that scared me because it just it didn't look like a ghost. It looked like a rotting corpse. And it scared the absolute shit out of me when I was a kid. My freak out moment was the librarian. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Saw that in theaters. Fun times. I was very much a follow the rules kid. So I knew to be quiet in a library. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) So it didn't scare me. I actually didn't start really getting into horror movies until high school. I had a friend who 
honestly, similar to you, she she had grown up with older siblings who were much older. So she had been exposed to things like Nightmare on Elm Street uh, and stuff like that much earlier, much earlier. So my so in high school, my friend Karen, she was the one who really started to get me into horror movies. And the first time, the first thing I, one of the big memories that I have that's associated with this is she was very much into, again, The Nightmare on Elm Street. She had this like one to two foot tall Freddy Krueger doll that was motion activated. And when you had it on and you walked by it, it would say like the, hey, no running in the hallways line. (laughs) Classic. I know, classic. First time I went over to her house, She's like, hey, just go put, go upstairs, go put your stuff in my room. And she's like, just put your stuff on my bed. It's fine. So I get up to her room. I walk across to her bed, which is on the opposite side of the room from the door, obviously. I put my stuff down and then I hear, hey, no running in the hallways. And I freak (laughs) the fuck out. Yeah, it's funny now, but at the time it scared the absolute shit out of me. And so that was the beginning of our friendship. And we would do, you know, we would do sleepovers and we would watch scary movies together. So we did like 13 Ghosts and Wishmaster and stuff like that. And I'm the kind of person where if I have never seen a movie, I cannot fall asleep during it. Karen would fall asleep during movies. So she would just put something on when we were getting ready to go to sleep and she would be out within a couple of minutes. But I would stay up until however long the movie was so that I could finish it and then just lay awake because we fall asleep watching freaking horror movies. <laughs> so no, no sleep then. So Nightmare on Elm Street would have been right up your alley, honestly. Pretty much. Yeah. And there were some that I kind of, some horror movies that I kind of gravitated towards later. I started kind of branching out, wanting to see more classic stuff. My mom was kind enough. I know I mentioned I'm not really a big fan of body horror. So my mom was kind enough to watch uh, John Carpenter's The Thing with me Mm -hmm. so that when some of the more gruesome transformation sequences started, I could cover my eyes. And she had already seen it and she would tell me when it was safe to look, Uh, which is now David's job. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I think it's kind of funny that you mentioned uh, body horror and uh, Cronenberg. Yeah. Um, because there are two notable people that are in Ghoulies. Okay. Um, Jack Nance, who was the star of Eraserhead. Oh, yeah. Okay. And it was the film debut of Mariska Hargitay. Was it really? Yes. Good for her. But it's still got a 0% <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't necessarily go by those those rating scales, but I mean, no. a 0 is like, okay, it's... It's almost like, did anyone rate it at all? Uh, I, yeah. I wonder. Oh, there there were... It got slammed by reviewers. Okay. Because keep in mind, Gremlins came out shortly before this. Okay. And so a lot of people were saying, oh, this is a Gremlins rip-off, ripoff yeah. with worse special effects. I mean, it's camp upon camp. I reread the plot summary this morning, and and frankly, I had a hard time following it. And I've seen the movie, so yeah. Yeah, there was some really weird. There's some weird shit that came out in the '80s and 
90s as far as horror movies goes. Yeah, it, especially for me, you know, in the 80s, a lot of it was, I kind of got into horror right in that gore wave, because a- after those first two movies, that was it. I was watching Chopping Mall, and I Spit on Your Grave, and probably not the best films for a six or seven year old to watch, but it kept me quiet, and my parents were able to do their thing, and I was able to get a horror education. Yeah, fair enough. There were a lot of really weird, like, creature feature type things that came out in that time period. Because you've got, you've got ghoulies, mm-hmm. and you've got gremlins, mm-hmm. and then there's critters. Yeah. Which I've also never seen. I've read the plot summaries, because that's what I do when I'm bored, is I read plot summaries for movies that I've never seen. <laughs> and sometimes we actually watch them. Sometimes we watch them. Yeah, we actually have a fun system right now, where if there's a horror movie I'm not sure about... I will go ahead and watch it, and if I enjoy it, then I'll save it to whatever streaming platform I've watched it on, and David and I will watch it together. If I hate it, though, then only one of us has to suffer. Which sometimes that works out. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes I make myself finish something just because it's popular. Like, I know everybody loves The Witch or The Vitch, you know, however people pronounce it, The Vitch. I don't know. I was so bored. I was so bored watching that. It's very, it's very pretty. It's a very well shot film and it has some good elements to it, but I just, I just was so bored with it. Yeah, I I appreciate you sparing me that. Uh, I mean, you're welcome. There are, see me, it's kind of the whole skydiving scenario. You know, once you've skydived, other things aren't quite as there. I mainly watch horror as a challenge um you challenge it to scare you yeah and 99 percent of the time it fails yeah what's your if you had to pick a genre that was your favorite what would you say is your favorite as far as sub-genres of horror movies mm, i would say either possession films uh are always fun because then i get to look up the demon they're they're claiming is is doing stuff and i'm like oh really why'd you pick that one and i would i would also say just your people versus people type situation because that's as real as you can get i mean you know real life horror happens every day unfortunately so seeing someone shady just where the evil is just a person yeah it's not supernatural it's not extra ordinary it's just a guy yeah or a person is causing it, what have you. The reason I like possession films, though, going back to that, is is because you can't shoot it, you can't arrest it, you can't lock it up, you can't barricade a door, you can't move away from it nine times out of ten, you know, so your only choice is to fight. Well, and they're really, when you look at possession films and possession media, really, it's an immortal being that has had millennia to perfect being able to fuck with and trick human beings so most of the time you're not going to win that fight i mean that's you really look at most possession films there's not nobody really wins and even going back to the og classic you know when you're looking at the exorcist nobody really wins spoiler alert (laughs) father (laughs) father karis just kind of says take me and then throws himself out of a window down some stairs like you didn't beat it it's still there. It still exists. Yeah. There's nothing you're going to do to completely get rid of it. Yeah. It's worse than a rash. 
Yeah, a little bit. Demon Rash. If that's not the name of a metal band by the end of the month, I won't I'll be would, surprised. That would be a cool name. I am also a fan of not just possession movies, but demonic entity films, just because I feel like they're the most fun. I, as much as I'm not a fan of the director as a person, Rosemary's Baby is great. Mm. It kind of set, yeah. it set a tone the omen is good and i would even argue that the the omen remake that they did Mm -hmm. in 2006 was actually not bad it was actually pretty good kind of expanded a little bit on it but didn't change too much some people aren't really into remakes but i find it fun to compare yeah i mean you know you can roll your eyes at remakes and stuff but i gotta agree with you when when it comes to seeing what we had whether i see the original first or the remake first like you know i try to do the original first but it's not always available but when you get a chance to see what was remade and you're like oh why did why did they do that or sometimes you see the remake and you go nope this is this is the brand for me i mean they do the same thing with horror movies now yeah or uh horror movies video games yeah yeah yeah. um you know the resident evil franchise are basically remastering and and updating and and that's working out well for them yeah they're very they're very pretty the remasters that we've seen so far i and i a friend of ours liz is streaming them on twitch and so far she's done resi 2 and is working on resi 3 right now and we appreciate that because that means that we don't have to play them we can just watch her play them which is much more fun so but it's interesting to see they kind of just expanded on stuff and just made it more visually stunning because just with the the leaps and bounds in the technology of video game what word am i thinking development there we go (laughs) oh Uh, that's another genre i like is is tech horror oh yeah yeah we are actually so we've kind of got in um some ideas for some stuff that we're going to do as far as future episodes go we've had at least one request so far again from our friend liz has asked us to do she is specifically interested in us reviewing the resident evil movies as compared to the games Mm. that's is going to be a little trickier just because I've only ever I've only seen the first four so we would have to see the other ones too or at least I would no no I'm 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 down (laughs) for it I'm down for it uh you know we just have to uh find the movies and then we can just run them all in a day and a half I there's a box set that I have saved on a list somewhere so that's one thing that we're going to go into techno horror uh was a suggestion that you made so we're going to go into that probably at some point uh, we basically just have a list of episode ideas. If there is something that you, uh, the listener, think that we should cover or that you think would be really interesting, we are absolutely down for suggestions. Like I said, we would like this to be something that goes on and can be a collaborative effort, not just between us, but also with our fans, if we get fans. Other than the one running in the background. Other, listen. <laughs> so listen, you guys. That's just going to have to be a thing because our apartment has, we've already turned the air conditioner off, which is a sacrifice that I'm willing to make so that this doesn't sound like complete and total audio murder. But the fan, so that there's at least a little bit of airflow going around, is going to have to remain on because we live on the third floor of a four-story building and it's going to get hot in the summer if we don't at least have a fan going. So I apologize Maybe one day that'll go away. It'll definitely go away when we're recording in the winter. Well, no, it won't go away when we're recording in the winter because the fan goes, well, we can turn it off in the winter. Yes. Here we go. 
Okay. But yeah, fans, you know, listeners, don't be afraid to reach out to us. Uh, how can they? How can they give us suggestions? Well, uh, I'll go. Just I'll do that in just one second. I okay. do want to say, I do want to say this. This show, a lot of the times, the things that we're saying, these are our opinions. Everybody has their mm-hmm. own opinion. Opinions are not facts. Opinions can differ. Uh, Opinions are not wrong. So if you disagree with us and you want to reach out and say, hey, I disagree with you on this thing, that's fine. Just don't be a dick about it. That's all I ask. Yeah. You know, I mean, especially the way the world is right now, maybe, maybe save the hate for, you know. Save the hate for later when we're all back at work. Yeah. Bottle Uh, it up, make a little haterade. Yeah. Haterade. So yeah, we can be reached a number of ways. If you want to email us, you can reach us at h2horrorcast at gmail.com. That's H as in his and hers, and the number two horrorcast at gmail.com. We also have a Twitter that I promise I will actually start checking on a more regular basis. That is um, at h2horrorcast. We also have a Facebook page that I'm actually better at checking and that is his and hers horror and sometimes it has the hers it has the and as an ampersand sometimes it has it spelled out i don't know you'll you can find it i'm sure it's not that difficult to find us so that i think that's going to be it for round one round one down Woo! and at least five more to go or a thousand i mean i've got five pages worth of suggestions so far. okay so 500 so and some of those are going to be there there will be times where we're probably going to have to do more than one episode because there's some stuff where there's just so much content we just can't condense it down into one go round sounds good all right so until next time my name is tia my name is david and thank you for listening music for this episode was against time by shane ivers from silverman sound